The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash in their new over-under game. Just head over to Sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash sgp and make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favorite sgpn gear sgpn fantasy football podcast gear wnba gambling podcast gear you know shameless plug not mad at myself just gonna throw that out there you know you can get it you know hey 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 so look just go to the merch store at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and get you some new merch today Yes, sir. We are back. You guys heard the yes, sir. You hear the voice. You know who it is. Villain Rail, really real to Ralph Roman Jr. I'm back on the SGPN Fantasy Football <clears throat> Podcast hosting another episode and super excited. It's different, though. Different and brand new because I'm not with my road dog today. I see y'all have to understand that Scott Rushell, because you know if you've been listening, you know it's normally me and Scott all the time. But we have an open podcast partnership where we just wanted to go and try new things. And maybe, you know, at some point we'll find each other again. But we're just I might have been a little jealous that, you know, he started a tennis gambling podcast that's doing really well called the Tennis Gambling Podcast. And he has somebody that's not me up there. Even though I don't know tennis, I would have liked to still go up there and talk with him. And, you know, we're going to see if we're going to test him and see if he actually listens to these podcasts because I'm talking about him. And he's probably going to text me when he checks this. I'm like, hey, man, we're, we're good, right? He's going to try to check on me. But it's cool. Scott's not in. I got two of the newest additions to the SGPN fantasy football community here. First off gonna shout out and i see his name and now i want to say it like this because it sounds really cool cool but we have the newest fantasy football editor jay bruni jay bruni i like that i like that better than justin i do jay bruni jabruni has been a a common nickname throughout my existence yes jabruni jabroni what are you doing jabroni jabroni i've I've had that thrown my way quite a few times but a lot of people do just call me bruni they just call me by my last name so i I never hated having a catchy last name you don't really need a nickname when you have that going for you so yeah that's super cool but yeah, excited to be here. Excited to get started with uh, the fantasy football content with SGPN. Glad to be talking with you guys here on a nice uh, Sunday night. Going uh, right through the summer here. Football's approaching. Getting very excited. Hey, look, we're on the final. We're on the back end. Like we're on the back end. We're 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 coming around. We're at the two hundred marker. We're coming around, dying from that four hundred a little bit, but we're gonna push through through the finish line. And I got third man in the booth, the man that came with his own nickname already. We got Dynasty Dorks, Dave. Dave, what's up? Hey, man, my my last name's not as catchy, so we had to come up with something different. Um, <laughs> Dynasty Dorks. I appreciate the invite. Looking forward to talking some ball. For sure. For sure. And look, we're going to have a big breakdown and just a little check in. Like, we're just checking in. We're not, we're not, we're dipping our toe in the water, seeing how it feels. It could be hot. It could be cold. It feels lukewarm to me right now, but we're just doing a slight little check in to see what a couple of quarterbacks are doing in their new location. So, we're going to talk about it. We're going to have a good time. But first, I'll make sure to tell y'all to get down to win bet. 
to bet their $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And look, if you're betting baseball, if you're a degenerate that loves analytics and you're betting baseball, you have to check out when bets reduce juice in baseball games. That makes them the best place to bet MLB. Look, during the time slot, you're getting better odds than anywhere else. Anywhere else. Why would you not bet there? It's all about the odds. Why would you short yourself money instead of tapping in with win bet? And if you take advantage of that reduced juice and also bet $500 plus on sports and casino through before July 31st, 2022, then you will get entered into the ultimate fantasy football experience. What is this? I'm going to tell you what it is. You get the draft at Encore Beach Club. You get a two-night stay for you and your entire league. That's your friends in your league. That's your coworkers in your league. That's your family in your league. That's me in your league. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you could invite me if you don't. It's cool. It's cool. It's good. It's good. But just let us know. If you win, let us know so we can push that and be like, hey, our listener won the ultimate draft experience. All of you two-night stay drafted Encore Beach Club. Multiple entries allowed. So if you bet $1,000, then you get two entries. Easy enough. So, so much to choose from. Just tap into WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. All such a change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get into the conversation. And in case anybody has been stuck in under a rock recently or just hasn't been paying attention, we're going to let you know that, yeah, Baker Mayfield is no longer a Cleveland Brown. That happened. Like that trade that everybody was looking forward to happen after the Deshaun Watson trade. It finally happened. Here we are before training camp. Finally happened. Baker Mayfield has been traded to the Carolina Panthers for a fifth or fourth round pick. Depends on what happens. We'll see. But seems like a little bit of a steal for me. Baker's still a starting quarterback, even though I don't necessarily think he's that good but he's a starting quarterback jay bruni it is am i am i wrong is is this a pretty decent deal what was your reaction to this trade it's, it's a good move um you know the browns have to pay i think a good chunk of the salary still about i think roughly half of his salary obviously the draft capital that you're giving up for a starting quarterback not that bad whether it's a fourth or a fifth round pick um, but I, I don't feel like it's a huge upgrade. I think Baker Mayfield is a little bit above average as far as like quarterback play goes in the league. Uh, we've seen some decent seasons out of him. We've also seen some blunders out of him as well. Um, so I still feel like it's kind of a, you know, temper your expectations experience but, but between either Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, uh, you know, winning this job. I, I, I believe that in the camp, you know, it's not like there's a clear guy that's the starter. They're definitely going to be competing in training camp, but I expect Baker Mayfield to come out on top. You know, the quarterbacks that have uh, been uh, in and out of the doors of Carolina the past three seasons, you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Allen, uh, Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. So I think that fans have to be pretty excited about Baker Mayfield. Now, as far as a fantasy football experience goes, I'm not sure that he's necessarily someone that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I got to get him on my roster. In super flex leagues, he's definitely somebody that could fall into your lap as potentially your third or fourth drafted quarterback, depending on your format. However, in single quarterback leagues, I feel like he is going to be a fringe uh, quarterback who's either drafted or starts the season on the waiver wire, depending on what happens in camp. And the news that we start getting in from the beat reporters, who's looking good, who's not looking good. Um, so there's still a lot of details to come, but I expect Baker to be uh, the guy, the, the starter in Carolina this season. All right. I, he's, he's my quarterback 26. You know, I moved him up about like nine spots. You know, you can get him in about round 14 or 15. I'm not sure if that's somewhere where you guys would draft him or if you would look to maybe grab him earlier or after that. 
All right, we're going to toss it over to Dave. Dave, just kind of fill me fill me in here. Am, am, am I crazy? Like, is it sounds, everything he says sounds legit. And I'm, am I the wrong one here? No, I think it's, I think it's a good move for the Panthers. Um, you know, I, I, I would not look a lot at the, the amount of, of draft capital they had to give up and value Baker based on that. The Browns had no leverage. They had no leverage at all. On top of it, Baker's a lame duck quarterback. Someone's going to have to sign him to a monster. You know, everyone's getting a monster contract if you're if you're a quarterback. So you're going to sign him to a big deal or tag him, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So people were not interested. It wasn't that they're not interested in Baker Mayfield. They're not interested in Baker Mayfield for a one year deal and then have to pay him twenty six million dollars next year or give him a forty million dollar contract. So the, the Panthers were smart about it. They didn't give up, you know, a first round pick or something like that. And I don't think that the coach was green lighted to do so because the coach is also a lame duck. He could be out of there. Um, but again, I'm happy for Baker. Uh, I think it's a good move for him. We've seen him play well. And last year he injured himself, uh, you know, after an interception, um, but he got <laughs> injured and then he got, he played through it. And, you know, these guys that play through injuries, they go and get, crushed for it you know you see you see him play you're like man Baker was terrible well you play NFL quarterback and you try to do it with a torn labrum in your throwing shoulder that's not an easy gig so um and coming off of a great season so um so I yeah I think it's a good move I think it's a little bit of an upgrade it's not a monster upgrade they didn't get Patrick Mahomes they got Baker Mayfield but um if I'm a Panthers fan I'm excited about it and We'll see how it plays out. They could have a whole new quarterback, coaching staff, everything next year. Or if Baker plays well, maybe, you know, maybe he's still there in Carolina next year. He could definitely well, get a modest offer, I think, if he just comes out and shows up this year. I, I don't think he has to come in and do a, a ton to be productive in, in this system where you have guys like DJ Moore and CMC. I think he just needs to go out there and make the right decisions. And we've seen him be that version of himself in years past. So it's really just, are you betting on that to uh, to happen again? Or are you just going to fade him because it's not the most ideal situation you know, in comparison to the rest of the league? Well, I can tell you this, that... Baker Mayfield not be able to beat may not be able to beat a lot of the quarterbacks around the league and a lot of things and especially in a lot of quarterback things. But he can definitely beat them in chugging a beer. He's pretty good at that. He's pretty yeah. pretty decent at that. And I think that that should probably if there's a beer chugging like sport or somewhere, he might want to go look into that because honestly, I think Baker's done after this year because there's no oh. there's nothing here in this situation that tells me that he's going to do anything else like he has to show up and not only does he have to show up he literally has to show out and what you're gonna move from what a three four win team to a five six win team it's just not a big gap between Baker Mayfield and Ghostman Darnold there so I don't know I'm just I, I don't see it however this is a fantasy show and we're going to move into the state of the Panthers address where I will deliver the state of the Panthers address real quick because I am a local Charlottean. I may not be in the city in the city, but I'm close enough to the city and I'd be in the city enough. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk to it as a Charlottean. So state of the Panthers, Carolina, my fellow Carolinians, I want you all to understand that times have been hard ever since Cam threw out his shoulder. Injuries have just bit and killed you and killed you and killed you. You lost a really good linebacker because, you know, it, it could, he said he was stepping away the game. Injuries played a part, did. 
Last season was really, really bad. Christian McCaffrey, J.C. Horn. Uh, oh, man, the list goes on. I, Sam Darnold. It, it just you, – you were bit by the injury bug. It's really, really bad. Now you're here, and you have this opportunity. And you have Baker, who's probably going to be the starting quarterback. We talked about this. Baker is probably going to be the starting quarterback here. This doesn't actually mean too bad for DJ Moore. Am I crazy? Like, do I not think that Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore got a pretty good piece of this deal? Uh, Baker can't throw the ball downfield. He's not good at throwing the ball downfield. If it's just me, I feel like Robbie Anderson moves down the rankings. I'm fine keeping DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey exactly where they're at because Baker's competent enough to be able to get those guys the ball. And DJ Moore has shown us that it doesn't matter if it's Ghostman Darnold. Doesn't matter if it's PJ Walker. Doesn't matter if it's Cam Newton. He's still going to be serviceable in fantasy. So we're going to just move over to a dynasty perspective. Dave, what do you have for this Carolina Panthers team in dynasty? Like, does does this offense look viable with Baker Mayfield at the helm? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it's all about player cost. When you're evaluating players, it's not always about how you rank them. It's about how the, you know, what the cost is. And so you look at Baker's ADP. I don't know if the ADP is actually caught up with the news because he's currently QB 32. And um, so I did a price check thread on, on Twitter to kind of see where it's at. And he came in right around quarterback 24, 25. So he's going to be a, a super flex guy that you're going to be looking at as your second or third quarterback in your one quarterback leagues. People are not going to be very interested. And I don't think they should be. He doesn't offer a lot of upside in the rushing game. He's not, you know, don't expect him to throw 40, 50 touchdowns. He's meh. If he falls into your lap, you might take him, but he's not someone you're targeting. CMC, he's going to stay where he's at. He's a first-round pick, mid-first-round pick. DJ Moore is currently a fourth-round pick. I don't think this is going to vault him into the second round, um, but this is going to keep him probably where he's at in the in round four, maybe three. Did a mock draft last night and he did go in the third round so we'll see um robbie anderson he's so far back that i don't think this can drop him any further and i know that baker is not necessarily a deep ball thrower but the way they used him and the way that ben mcadoo's offenses they don't necessarily do a whole lot of deep ball stuff you saw how they used obj and victor cruz and all that in the giants more timing routes slants things like that and then Ian Thomas is uh, nine 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 nine. Mm. Um, he's mm. not even being drafted. So. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield brings him into relevance. I don't know. Hey, I'm all on the Tommy Tremble train. Just, just mm. by the way, I'm just you gonna know. throw it in. I'm all aboard the Tommy Tremble train. I like what I saw last year. I did. Jay Brody, talk to me in redraft. Like it. I, I mean, can definitely I use these guys in redraft, right? I can. Uh, like definitely this season, I can get some use out of them this season. I definitely echo a lot of what Dave uh, Dave said. I have, like I said, Baker at quarterback 26. If he's up to like 24, 25, that's, you know, pretty on spot with the public. And I moved him up nine spots, you know, from someone who was, you know, waiting to get on a new roster. He was at about quarterback 35 for me, you know, when he uh, didn't have a deal, didn't have a starting job, right? <clears throat> Looking at DJ Moore. I think he's an absolute steal in the fourth round. I think that the third round might be a little bit too rich, and I am speaking you know, to more of like a redraft uh, perspective. If that's the same in, in Dynasty, that's great. Keeps things nice and easy. But you look at DJ Moore the last three seasons, he's been one big play away from 1,200-plus receiving yards. And again, that's with quarterbacks like 
Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Allen, uh, the last year of Cam Newton's, you know, we'll say relevancy, uh, Sam Darnold as well. You had mentioned P.J. Walker. So to be able to put out this type of production with that level of quarterback play and getting a slight a bump with the Baker potential production, I think it's it's a great scenario to get him in the fourth or fifth round, uh, potentially as your first or second receiver selected. He's just not someone that is going to have that booming like touchdown percentage production. That's just not going to be there. That's not his game. He's had, oddly enough, three straight seasons with at least four receiving touchdowns exactly. So that's going to be interesting to see if that number can go up. But I feel like he has a very safe floor in terms of total receptions, total receiving yards. Uh, he's just been doing it with the worst of it the past three years. So he's someone that I really trust uh, in the top five or anywhere from like rounds four plus. I don't really want to reach into the third round for him. That's not because of his talent. It's just because of what else is available there at a better cost. And then moving over to CMC, I mean, it doesn't really move anywhere for me. I have him at running back two, but he can be drafted anywhere from two to five. I, I have really no argument there. I think it's really, you know, when you're looking at that top five running back conversation, it's not necessarily what they do. It's about who plays the most games. You know, if I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor, CMC, Najee Harris, uh, maybe throw in Dalvin Cook, Eckler, maybe Henry, it's not about what they're going to do. It's about which one of those guys is going to play 16 or 17 games. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think CMC is still in really good hands here. Um, even with bad quarterback play, he was, you know, getting upwards of 2,000 all-purpose yards, nearly 20 uh, rushing touchdowns his last full season healthy. So, again, as long as he's healthy, he's definitely worth, you know, anywhere in that selection of RB2 to RB5. Um, other Panthers, my most recent mock draft with Roby Anderson doesn't have him being drafted in an 18-round super flex league. He goes undrafted. Same for Ian Thomas, same for Tommy Trumbull. So those guys Ooh. are just not really on my radar. Oh, man, uh, hit me in the heart. My Tommy Trimble hype. All right. Appreciate that. Yeah, sorry. that I, I mean, shot. again, that's redraft, that right? Like, in no, Dynasty, no, but... he's going to have that value. Like he's going to have that at least late round flyer type of uh, curb appeal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it is tough. I, th I don't think the offense is going to be bad. I just looking at it from X's and O's standpoint, I don't think the offense is going to be bad because Baker has been able to do this before. He's been carried. He was carried in the in Cleveland. You know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt carried him, and they were a pr primarily run offense. And so that's what Matt Rule and then the person that ultimately is going to replace Matt Rule as the season goes on, because there's no way Matt Rule's finishing the season. He they got to just run the ball, run the ball with Chris, run it down Christian McCaffrey's throat and absolutely destroy defenses and then like you said it's going to be dj Moore. there's probably going to be some robbie anderson boom weeks like of course he's probably a best ball i would take a best ball flyer on robbie anderson i would because at, at the end of the day we know the talent of the player and while we don't trust the quarterback at the end of the day there's going to be a week or two mm -hmm. if that that they're going to have a pretty productive week so i'd take a best ball flyer on them maybe but overall mm -hmm. it, this this offense is is in shambles, and it's in shambles because they're just not a very good team. However, the offensive line should prove to be better this year, and maybe that gives you a better outlook on everybody. So I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's this is not an offense to fade. Of course, we're not fading Chris mm -hmm. McCaffrey, of course, but when we talk about DJ Moore, I think he's sliding a little bit more in drafts than what probably should be going on, especially on a redraft standpoint. Yeah, All right. I did want to mention, mention that real quick. I know that they were talked about in the Dwayne Brown possibility, you know, kind of a bridge gap. And he was arrested yesterday in, uh, in oh, LAX um, for some uh, guns. He had some concealed weapon. Mm -hmm. um, so he was arrested. But that offensive line, they, they only had that one pick in the first whatever. 
So they they did use it on a great run blocking, um, you know, run blocking tackle. They could use another tackle. Um, but interesting storyline, just want to throw this out there. The offensive coordinator is Ben McAdoo. During Baker and Sam Donald's class, McAdoo ranked Donald ahead of Baker, and he had Baker as QB6 behind Lamar Jackson, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Mason Rudolph. Um, so nice. just an interesting headline, uh, a lot of interesting headlines. You know, they play the Browns week one, and then the whole you know Robbie Anderson situation. Right. All right. All right. Let's 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 shift the conversation over to the Cleveland Browns since you said the Browns. So let's shift it over to the Cleveland Browns. We don't know what's happening with Deshaun Watson. We're all waiting. Everybody's waiting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson. This could be something as simple as a four game suspension. This could be something as incredibly complex as a season long suspension. Dave, I have to know what you're thinking. Deshaun Watson and Dynasty. Can you trust him? No, uh, I'm 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 staying out of it, and maybe I'm going to look like an idiot here soon. But the public is all in. He's QB nine in in your just one quarterback rankings. So people are taking him in the second round of their dynasty superflex drafts. They're trading for him because they're buying low. Um, there's just a, a lot of people that are pretty confident, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not interested. Like I said, QB nine. 78 in your one quarterback leagues, but in super flex, he's a top 10 quarterback and is getting a second or third run draft capital. I'm out. All right. And couldn't agree more. I, couldn't agree more. <laughs> it's so my dynasty league and the listeners know about my dynasty because I talk about it all the time. When I talk dynasty, I just like to talk from my perspective. So you see what I'm going through and I'm struggling. I have Tua, I have Daniel Jones. I have, I think I still have Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think I dropped him yet. So I think I still have <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick on the roster. I might I need that. to go ahead and go handle that real quick. I might do that while we're talking right now, actually. And Jordan <laughs> Love, where I'm definitely handling that this season, regardless of what happens. I just, I, I don't know. I'm over Jordan Love at this point. I, it was a fun, it was a fun draft pick when it happened, but now he's just sitting there taking up a roster spot. I'm struggling right. at quarterback. And so I was considering, hey, if I if Deshaun Watson ever comes back, he's going to be really good. It's Deshaun Watson. Oh, I just remember all the plays, everything. And I'm pretty sure the Browns play the, the Patriots in this schedule this year. So if he's playing for that Patriots game, I absolutely want to play Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson kills the Patriots. And so it's frustrating that somebody with that talent, you just can't trust it. But I can't seem to make myself make an offer for him from the Deshaun Watson. Or I can't. I can't even quantify what is a fair offer rather than some random bench player that's just sitting mm-hmm. there that I know that person's not going to go for. So right. it, I think that's the hardest thing for fantasy owners now, trying to figure out if you are buying low on Deshaun Watson, what is a perfect offer to even throw out there? Like a, a wide receiver three, a wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. Some people I'm like, no, I think I'd rather keep on, hold on to that person. Let's switch it over to redraft perspective real break. Jay Brody, can you mm-hmm. can you I mean, is there any any chance? I feel like I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask it just to go ahead and ask it. Is there any chance that you are drafting Deshaun Watson in redraft? 
Absolutely not. He's my, right now. He's my quarterback 28. And it's really just because of the cloud that is just looming over him and the entire First team. First of all, wait, wait no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that's hilarious that a guy that you don't even know is going to play this season is quarterback 28 of 32 starting quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, I'll take who, there's a lot of guys. I have like to that know. I have to know who are the guys that are below Deshaun Watson that are starters in the NFL right Right now that you said no i i would rather have deshaun watson rather than them well specifically in this space i have him at quarterback 28 right so i have him behind let's say the two guys ahead of him marcus Mariota, baker mayfield uh, okay. some recent adjustments okay. right uh, guys that are starters behind him that's that's what you that what's you uh yeah. question sorry davis mills mitch trubisky <laughs> geno smith who is probably going to start Daniel Jones, Jacoby Brissett oh, at no. 33, Sam Darnold at 34, Garoppolo at 35. That could change if he gets moved. But those are the guys that are they're like their their floor is just not high enough for me to say like, oh, I have to have those guys. It, I could very well have three quarterbacks drafted ahead of Deshaun Watson in like a very deep format, maybe like mm -hmm. Scott Fishbowl, right? Mm -hmm. So if for some reason he wasn't getting moved on and he was in that space, yeah, that's that's where I would say, all right, cool. Wherever my tier six or quarterback 26 through 30 being drafted that's where i'll take a shot or a chance with deshaun watson but real it's not realistic for me i, I mean i would probably still pass him up you know because more news is going to come in and i just don't buy into suspended quarterbacks you know when i if i have a guy that's missing four or six games of the year i just don't feel like i have to invest or have that question in my draft or I can just target somebody that I'm higher on. I would probably take Mitch Trubisky over him, but as far as like a rankings purpose, I feel like Watson through even 14, well, I don't know, 12 games, eight games could potentially outproduce him, you know, pending on his situation. He is potentially in a quarterback competition as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I just thought that was hilarious that, <laughs> that it, it was some, it's some guys. And unfortunately my quarterback was in that list. So, but Danny Dimes, <laughs> I trust, I trust is going to have a much better year than a lot of people are going to expect, but we're not talking about Daniel Jones here. We're talking about the state of the Browns right now. And so more than likely at that, well, we already know for a fact, Jacoby Brissett starting the season. That's that's well, is, is he is he though? I mean, what if what if they made a move for Garoppolo or what if um, what if Taylor Heineke was I'm, traded? Taylor I'm Heineke has been, been blasting the, the Washington team recently. I'm going to pause the Garoppolo for later in conversation. I'm, we're going to we're going to table Garoppolo and I'm going to come back and I'm going to wrap it all. I'm going to bring mm -hmm. it all together when we talk about Garoppolo a little bit later. Taylor Heineke is slightly interesting. You might have you might have caught my eye there, but oh, most. I'm projecting that it's going to be just Jacoby Brissett. He's not a terrible quarterback. Jacoby Brissett's not a terrible quarterback. He can go in there. He will not win you a game, but he really has to do really, really hard to lose your game. Like, he doesn't do that much for you. And what Stefanski has going with that run-first offense with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I think that Jacoby Brissett can do all right in that offense and probably have probably 15 pass attempts a day. And, you know, low scoring, they're going to lean on the defense. The defense should be up this year so. I think that it's more more or less he's not going to lose too many games for us. But we know Nick Chubb is going to be fine. We know Kareem Hunt should be okay. What are we doing with these pass catchers in Cleveland? And Dave, I'm going to throw it over to you. Dynasty-wise, are you outside of Chubb, where we know we're keeping, even Kareem Hunt is still a little bit interesting in Dynasty, but 
is there is there anything you're doing with these guys? Yeah, um, I mean, you do get to buy the dip on these guys. You don't have to pay up. Um, so I'm fine with Hunt. He's right now he's 94 and ADP in Dynasty. That's great. Um, he's gonna get he's gonna get volume that starting running backs get. Like some of these starting running backs that have split backfields, they don't even get 14, 15 touches a game. He was getting 15 touches a game last year with a healthy Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield. So if he gets 14, 15 touches. He's going to be good, especially in PPR formats. Cooper, I'm not interested. There's too many good players in that range. I honestly, even if it was Deshaun Watson, maybe I'd be more interested. But Cooper's been inconsistent his entire career, minus that one year. So I'm not the biggest Samari Cooper fan. Um, He disappears against elite corners. Um, But when it it comes down to it, 60.9, there's just a lot of people, a lot of good receivers in that range. So I'm not interested. Donald Peoples-Jones is super cheap, 173 ADP. Um, David Bell, he's a lot higher than DPJ. He's 132.6. That's middle, middle of your second round, I think he's a great pick. Um, in the middle of your second round, you can get a lot of value there, and he could be one of those rookies that you know, stands out year one. Um, and then David Njoku, since the contract extension, he's been sneaking up. Um, I know there's some Harrison Bryant fans out there as well. Those guys are still fairly cheap. So if you're looking for a late round, you know, tight end dart throw, um, one of the most common statistics with a, a breakout tight end is being a, a top target getter on the team. So mm-hmm. if Najoku is the he's the let's say he's the second leading uh, target on the op- on the offense, even if it's Jacoby Brissett, he should be you know he should be a top ten tight end. Okay, all right. Look, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now. If you're a Harrison Bryant lover, enthusiast, whatever you want to call it, just stop it. Just stop it. It's not <laughs> gonna happen. I'm, it, it's not gonna happen. I sat here and I just talked about Tommy Tremble, and I know that it's not happening. Like, it's not happening, guys. Leave Harrison Bryant alone. It's not happening. I'm sorry. It's not happening. All right, Jay Bruni, talk to me. Talk to me. What what are, what are the Browns pass catchers doing? David Bell is a personal favorite of mine maybe not necessarily in redraft i don't think i would touch him in redraft absolutely in dynasty but mm-hmm. what what are you looking at in the state of these browns pass catchers with jacoby Brissett, possibly for the whole season i do like david bell especially in fantasy he'll be a lot cheaper in startups this year than next year with you know deshaun watson most likely being there playing a full season so in dynasty formats i, I absolutely love buying david bell this season uh whether again it's in rookie draft or just in a straight up startup draft i think he's definitely gonna have um much less value as far as like draft stock this year than going into next season especially if he if he performs well this year so yeah in dynasty he'd be at the top of my list honestly in redraft I, I don't really want much to do with any any of these pass catchers. Amari Cooper, I agree with Dave, is a little bit overpriced. He's being uh, drafted as, what is it, wide receiver 24. My ranking is has him at about wide receiver 31. Again, a lot of unknowns here without knowing who's going to be at quarterback. If it is Brissett, yeah, I, I don't want anything to do with Amari Cooper. Um, some of these other guys that are like roster clogs, Donovan People-Jones, David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, they could be some interesting like DFS um, flyers, but they're not anybody that I would be looking to draft and, and redraft most likely. As far as the tight ends, David Njoku, I feel like he's, his value is climbing a little bit faster than I would have liked it to. I feel like 
you know, maybe drafts a month or two ago, I was getting him at a little bit better value. So I guess I just don't love the surge because I feel like how David mentioned earlier, people are really buying into Deshaun Watson being readily available this season. I don't want to hog tie myself to too many of these pass catchers under that expectation and then have everything go wrong, you know, shortly before the season starts. And, you know, I'm just in a bad situation then and will most likely look to move those guys. Um, Kareem Hunt definitely will be a pass catcher. I could see him being third or fourth on the team in total targets. Um, and, Deeper formats, I think Dearness Johnson could be get uh, to get more usage in the passing game as well, especially if you see an injury or two, maybe to Amari Cooper or maybe a tight end or even a Nick Chubb. All right. And then also, I mean, we have to just kind of throw it out there as well. There's a possibility of a Will Fuller sighting in Cleveland at some point. <laughs> and I mean, if Deshaun's back, if Will Fuller's there, that that there's going to be a jump there. I mean, oh, I don't that, know how that deep, would really I don't change know the narrative, deep, you know, especially like, some, some of these dynasty teams are, but if Deshaun comes back, if Will Fuller's there, there's going to be a jump there. That's right. Dave, that's mm-hmm. going to be a jump. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and I've picked up Will Fuller in a bunch of leagues. He's super cheap. You know, I was trading third round draft picks for him. And, um, I think he's waiting to see what happens with Watson. That's his boy. They've done really well together. And if Watson gets a year-long suspension, there's no way Will Fuller's agents trading him to the Browns with Jacoby Brissett for a year. It's not going to do anything mm-hmm. for his contract because he's looking for that big contract. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to take a one-year prove a deal. If if Watson suspended for eight, nine, ten games whole season, then you could see the Colts, you could see the you know the Packers or other teams get involved with Will Fuller. But I think he's waiting on the the, the Watson news and mm-hmm. camp hasn't started yet. Okay. All right. Well, I I I loved. I just love a drama story and Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson being on the bear the Bears the Browns the Browns just sounds great. It just sounds great, especially if they both come back at the end of the season. Everybody like the overarching feeling is that Deshaun Watson's not playing this year. That's what everybody's feeling. But if he plays. And he has somebody like a Will Fuller. Well, that changes that changes a lot of things for me, and especially changes my outlook on the Browns. But we're going to talk about a couple of other QBs and keep the conversation going. First, I'm going to talk to you about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform with millions and millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on Sleeper. I use it. I did a mock draft on the fantasy football show a little while ago. I use Sleeper, but now you can make money on Sleeper with their new over-under game. Super simple. Look, I'm going to tell you how it goes. All you got to do is pick a sport. Baseball is the hot sport right now, so we'll pick baseball. You can do hits, strikeouts, outs, anything like that. Select your player. Select over-under. Put them into a contest, and you can win into two or 20 times the money you put in. Main reason I'm excited about it is because they have a chat feature, and it's super cool because I can go in there, and I can talk crap to everybody, and I can say how my picks are going to hit, and then they not hit because I don't know baseball. However, you, I can get in there, and I can copy Moonoff's pick. Who knows baseball? Moonoff knows baseball. I can copy his pick, and I can make my money that I lost on my picks. I can do it that. I can copy your picks. Drop your picks in there. And so all you have to do is go to sleeper.com, says SGP. That'll put you in our group, and it'll give you a 100% deposit match up to $100 at sleeper.com, says SGP. Tap into our group. Drop some picks in the contest and let it ride. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Also, we have relaunched the merch store. 
tons of awesome gears from your favorite shows, fantasy football show, WNBA show, NBA show, MLB show, all the shows. Everything's up there. We even have some cool shorts that say, ask me about my third leg. Come on. What gets better than that? Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And go buy shirts. Buy in a fantasy football podcast shirt. Go do it. Go do it right now. Right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a second. You go to open up the little app thing. Well, if you're driving, don't do it. Please don't do it if you're driving. But if you're sitting still, just go open up the Safari, your iPhone. I don't know what Androids use, but I they, they use something and you open up your web browser. There we go. That's the word. Web browser store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and go buy merch. Can't wait to see you in it. Take a picture. Tag me in it on Twitter at really real underscore underscore. All right. Let's keep it moving. Checking in with these different quarterbacks, a lot of them in new places. And we have Russ, who was traded to the Broncos. And this trade happened a while ago. We're not going to go out here and do the reactions or anything like that. But let's just go ahead and get straight into the Denver Broncos. And we said they were a quarterback away. Well, now they have a quarterback. Now, he may be 34 years old. And, you know, Russ Cook's. And they might let Russ cook. But Russ can also very much lose you the game as well. <laughs> he's done that a few times. However, Russ is good for fantasy. And he's good for the people around him for fantasy. So, Jay Bruni, I'm going to start with you. Talk to me about the Broncos. What, what are you most excited for in this offense from a fantasy perspective? I'm the most excited to see which wide receiver is potentially going to take off. You know, is it going to be Judy? Is it going to be Sutton? Um, I'm not really on in either camp. You know, I'm really open to, you know, both guys taking off. Um, my draft strategy is, is, you know, let the first domino fall and then attack the second guy within a round or two uh, from the first selected player because they're, they're pretty even for me. Uh, Cortland Sutton is my wide receiver 21. Judy, he's a couple of tiers back, but he's at wide receiver 34. And I think that's just because Cortland Sutton has that big playability and he can be like that you know, deep uh, threat downfield on the sideline across the middle. He, you can line him up anywhere in the field. Jerry Judy, more of like a slot specialist route runner. You can hit him in space and you know see what he can do with it. His rookie season, he had 52 catches for 856 yards. That's 16 and a half yards per reception. So that, that was beautiful to see. But then he obviously came back down to earth last season, only 38 catches through uh, 10 games played and only five games started. So you know, there's definitely some question marks there. Um, someone else that I'm really excited about and really high on in this offense is Albert uh, Okubanam. Um, he is my tight end 14, and in my, in my most recent mock draft, he was drafted as tight end 14, so I feel like I'm very on spot with him with the rest of the public, and I feel like I can get him at value also in round 14. So he's, you know, to me, like a potential top 10 tight end this year playing in an offense where I feel like he's going to get a lot of usage in the red zone uh, because mm-hmm. when this offense gets down there, you know, Judy, not that big body target, Sutton has that big target ability, you know, because he has that that playmaking skill. But at the same time, he's the guy that the defense are really going to be honing in on and, and really focusing on. So I really like Javante Williams and Albert O's potential red zone usage this season in this offense. Javante Williams excited about him, but you know they brought back Melvin Gordon, and I feel like a lot of us were not pushing for that. Uh, but I I feel like that gives them a 
a very uh, reliable dual threat on the, on the ground. So I feel like a good running game always protects your quarterback and more often than not can keep your offense on the field. So I really like this offense. Uh, Russ is my quarterback 11. That's um, putting him somewhere in the fourth round, which I absolutely love that value, but I wouldn't bank on it because in my mock draft, Trey Lance was drafted in the third round and this is redraft. And I don't expect that to be the case. He was drafted yeah. in the middle of the third round and he was drafted. Let's see. Uh, wow. He was drafted as quarterback, I think like nine or 10. So yeah. Ru Russell Wilson went in the fourth after Stafford, after Dak Brady and Lance went in the third. I, I would this not a expect league. Yes. This is a super flex league. I would okay. not expect it to go that way. I would expect Russell Wilson to go in the third, but you never know. Like obviously every league is different. You could see that disparity where he falls to you maybe in the first couple of fix uh, picks. I'm sorry. In the, in the fourth round. So I absolutely love that value. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he's my RB, what, uh, 36? He's being drafted as RB 32, so eh, mixed schools of thought there. He's not someone that is, that's a priority for me. I feel like just like if you're drafting CMC, you should be looking to draft Chubba Hubbard. If you're drafting Javante Williams, you may also want to look to draft Melvin Gordon as well. Yeah, I like that concept of grabbing handcuffs. And as you were talking, you you started talking about, you know, targets and receivers and everything. And one guy I got to throw out there is Tim Patrick, man. I think Tim Patrick is Love a guy him. that I'm I'm all in on Tim Patrick. Not saying that I'm going out there and I'm spending a whole bunch of capital for him, but he's falling in drafts, man. You don't and, have to spend anything on him. He's, he's practically yeah, free at the end of drafts. Yeah, and you're getting somebody who very well could get those red zone targets that you were talking about as well. He's a big body. He's a huge body yeah. down there, and yeah, they used him in those sets last season of a few times and he had some big weeks for it and as you look at the season numbers 85 targets 53 receptions 734 yards and five touchdowns is pretty decent for somebody that's going basically free and drive so if that's if that's the baseline because if you look at the season before that 79 targets 51 receptions 742 yards six touchdowns if that's the baseline, I'm fine with that at the end of drafts. That That's perfectly fine with me. Maybe, you know, I'm not reaching for him in a, maybe a dynasty perspective, but in redraft, I love it at the end. Definitely it takes a flyer on somebody like that that can help me throughout the course of the season. Dave, talk to me about the Broncos. What do you like here? Yeah, and if uh, Tim Patrick maybe had a more exciting name, he might have a, a better ADP. That's very a boring name, right? Yeah, Just it sounds like he did <laughs> first taxes. What do you um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, like you said, Tim Patrick is relatively free. In your dynasty leagues, he is 184.4 on, on, you know, uh, so best ball, those kind of places. Even in um, dynasty leagues, you can grab him as a bench spot. If one of those other guys were to um, not work out or to get hurt, um, you could easily see Tim Patrick in there. And he's done really well despite bad quarterback play. Um, he's done better than Judy. Um, you know, as far as a you know rating standpoint, but Russell Wilson comes in at QB ten <laughs> after Watson in your dynasty rankings. Uh, Javante Williams is very expensive. Love Javante Williams. Um, and he's someone that if you got a hold of him last year, you're really happy now. But he's he's kind of a hold in your dynasty leagues because you if you sell him, people aren't as excited because of the Mel Bevan Gordon news. Um, you got to try to get him. People aren't going to give him way cheap. Melvin Gordon one twenty five point two, very cheap. Um, Judy 57.5. So he's a, you know, fifth round, sixth round pick. And then Sutton is 80. So kind of same school as thought of, of Bernie. Mm -hmm. They're right around the same as far as the rankings. So you take the cheaper guy, you know? Um, and if you did that last year with the Rams, 
you were very happy because a lot of times that was Cooper Cup instead of, you know, instead of uh, Robert Woods. But if they have the same similar, you know, production, you paid two rounds less. And then Albert O, 147.4, you know, in the outside of the tight end one. So I like the value. I think the Broncos are one of my favorite stacks. So you go get your your first, second, you know, first, second, and third round, you go get your studs, and then you get Russell Wilson, and then mm-hmm. you go get your Sutton in the seventh round and get Alberto in the tenth round, and you can build your team around that. Don't make that the the primary focus of your draft. Um, but I really like the the price that you're getting, and it's going to be a very competitive, very exciting AFC West. I don't get me started on AFC West right now. <laughs> that's that's really what just got me like. Don't get me started on AFC West right now. It's you mean Project ridiculous. X? <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know what's going on over there, and. Ultimately, I can't wait for all of them to just literally beat the shit out of each other. And then nobody makes <laughs> makes it to even the AFC championship game. That's how deadly it's going to be over there in that division. But there's a lot to look forward to. I think that overall, there's a lot to look forward to. But just like the, the only caution that I have is that while there was always a lot to look forward to for the Seahawks, it just seemed like a lot of the time people would overdraft still. Like they still over – because. Russ is going to cook. All the receivers are going to be the best. Oh, like it just feels like they're going to. I don't know. I like it. I'm not in love with it. I'm like it and I'm not in love with it. I'm really just want to see what Russ does just from an X's and O's standpoint and getting into this offense and being able to flow in the connection that he has with these receivers because Judy could be really good. Only thing that Judy does wrong is drop the ball. That's the only thing he does wrong. He does everything else pretty well, but he drops the ball too much, and ultimately that kills people in fantasy, and he has bad days. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be fun looking into this team, but let's flip to the other side of the coin here. And, I mean, this might be really, really quick. I think it's really, really quick. I could be wrong. You guys know a lot more about this than me. The Seahawks. I... If it's not Kenneth Walker, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I'm I really can't do it. Not for the price that you're paying for some of these wide receivers. There's just other names in that same ADP area that I would much rather target than a DK Metcalf and a Tyler Lockett. Mm. So Jay Brony, what what are you thinking about for this Seattle Seahawks offense? Couldn't have, couldn't agree more. Kenny Walker, and that's about it. Uh, he's going in about round ten right now in redraft leagues. It is RB thirty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, he's my RB thirty one. He's being drafted as RB thirty five. Excuse me. Okay. I'm not interested in in Rashad Penny even in redraft. Who in my most re- recent mock draft he went the very next running back two picks after Kenneth Walker. So it's, just, it's again <laughs> a very similar school of thought from some other guys that we've that we've discussed here. Just like all right, the first one went. Well, I'm immediately taking the next one because it's going to be you know probably split duties to start out through the first first several weeks. You probably won't know who's getting the volume of touches. So Ken Walker obviously has that side. We've seen him in college. He has that athleticism, that pass catching ability. Like he he should be reliable back there, but it probably won't happen until weeks eight or later this upcoming season. Metcalf too expensive. Lockett, I feel like his price like pretty fairly, I guess. He's my wide receiver 37. He's being drafted as wide receiver 40, but Metcalf is being drafted as uh, wide receiver 19, and he's my wide receiver 29. That's that's high. That's that's, super high. That's Well, 19 I feel like is really high with 
what I feel like is going to be Geno Smith's job. Like you guys may disagree, but I feel like Geno Smith is most likely going to wind up winning this starting job. And he, neither of these guys really have deep ball accuracy period. Even if Locke is in there, I still wouldn't trust, trust DK, but Geno Smith, I feel like is going to be on more of an even keel with Tyler Lockett. So I feel like my price is pretty appropriate for him again, wide receiver 40. Um, he's my, I'm sorry, my wide receiver seven 37 being drafted to wide receiver 40. My goodness. Couldn't get that out. Um, he still had a pretty decent season last year. Lockett had 1170, five receiving yards with inconsistent quarterback play. So um, between those two, I'm probably going to stay away, but I do feel like Lockett is is priced appropriately, I'll say. And then moving on to Noah Fant, uh, have no idea what to expect. You know, you you saw the seasons that he put together in Denver. It's a completely new scenario. I have to imagine he's going to be on the field a lot. He's going to play a lot of snaps. He's probably mm-hmm. going to get somewhere between, you know, 500, 700 receiving yards, somewhere in that range. It's just a very uh, volatile uh, draft stock. He's my tight end 16. He's being drafted in round 12 as tight end nine. I feel like that's a little bit rich, not knowing what the quarterback situation is there. And even if we do know, it's not going to be good. It's, there's, there's no good options for them at quarterback. <laughs> so, oh wait, I'm not, no, no, I'm not going, I'm not going to do it. I, I have a, I have a statement to say about quarterback situation, but I'm going to throw it over to Dave first. Dave, talk to me about your outlook for the Seattle Seahawks right now. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks seem very focused on the 2023 NFL draft. Um, more focused on that than winning games this year. Um, I, I. Drew Drew Locke, I, he already took an L from the U.S. Open this this offseason. Um, <laughs> Geno Smith is probably going to be the uh, the starter there. I agree. And um, Geno actually, actually played fairly well last year for the Seahawks. I'm not saying he played very well. But considering our, my expectations for him to absolutely suck. Mm-hmm. He was decent, um, and DK Metcalf didn't fall off the face of the earth like you know like we thought he was, like like Brock Osweiler did to Hopkins or something. But I'm still not in on on you know again. There's people being drafted that are very good with much better situations around the the 30 mark, and mm-hmm. I get it. It's dynasty situations can change, mm-hmm. but again, like the outlook doesn't look good. Then next year you get a rookie quarterback. Hopefully it's you know CJ Stroud, and and they're fantastic. That's mm-hmm. great. But if it's not, or he's not good, you just invested in DK Metcalf for a couple years of a crappy situation. So I'm just not a little risk adverse when it comes to this stuff. And, and DK Metcalf, I'm not interested in. Lockett, I've never been a fan. He's just so inconsistent. The end of the year stuff, it's like, wow, what yeah. Lockett was yeah. wide receiver 11. It's like he was wide receiver six, 10 times. Like he sucked a lot. Best ball. That's that's more. I'm more interested in best ball with these guys. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Noah fan Walker is very expensive if you're gonna pick him in any anything right now as far as like dynasty. Forty four point nine. So he's a fifth round pick. Yeah, uh, fourth round pick. That's very hard. very expensive, and you probably should go get Penny to make sure you, you know, get some assurance on insurance on the investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm. I'm always rookie running. I love rookie running backs in dynasty startups. And that's my thing because I go wide receiver heavy early. And by the time that I'm taking running backs, it gets to the point where I'm getting to those rookies. And I'm like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. take a shot on a few rookies. One, if they pop, I got a good running back for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I got Jonathan Taylor before the pop for very cheap. I got him before the pop. And now I have what looks like to be a top running back for a very, very long time. So I'm I'm willing to make the the – uh, what's the call? The bet on Kenneth Walker mm. to be able to go out there and 
will be good because I like them coming out. I like them in Wake Forest. And so if you hear somebody talk about Kenneth Walker and Wake Forest, you're like, wow, you really watched him. Yes, I remember when he was at Wake Forest, he was not always a Michigan State running back. He transferred over from Wake Forest. So I like them at Wake Forest. I loved him at Michigan State, and I think he is going to be a good NFL running back. But back to the quarterback position because you know I love drama. And mindful, I did call the Baker Mayfield going to the Panthers and then him starting for the Panthers and beating the Browns in week one. So call that. I, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to somehow find his way to the Seattle Seahawks. He's going to somehow find his way to Seattle Seahawks and Seattle's going to love it. I think he's got to get cut for that to happen. So I think he's going to get cut. There's no way there's no way he's staying on the roster because they don't want to pay him the 30 million dollars that he needs to mm-hmm. that he's going to get to stay. He's not staying on the rosters and they're not getting a trade for him because they're asking too much, which is right. granted because Jimmy G is not a bad quarterback. They put themselves in their situation by drafting mm-hmm. Trey Lance. They knew this was going to happen. Jimmy G is not a bad quarterback quarterback right. and nobody's paying up for him because they know they're like, hey, we're going to call your bluff. So I think he's going to find his way to Seattle and. Seattle saw what they have at Geno Smith already. They got mm-hmm. four games of it last year where they got to see what they had at Geno Smith already. So we already know what Drew Locke's going to bring. Drew Locke just came because he, they had to add him to the trade. They had to. He, he's not, he was never in the plans. He's not in the plans. If he wins the deal, it's because they're tired of, G, they're tired of Geno and they just want to give Locke a shot. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback that I think they need to get. And I think he'll do really good in that offense. And if Jimmy Garoppolo tomorrow finds ends up on the Seattle Seahawks, I'm back up on these wide receivers. I just can't mm-hmm. do it right now. It's too much risk for me right now. But if I do, if I'm right and Jimmy Garoppolo is there, then if you have that DK Metcalf, if you have that Tyler Lockett, then you should be very happy because Jimmy G is not bad. He's he's gonna be he's gonna give you production at your wide receivers for fantasy. Am, yeah, am I, I crazy? I agree do you like? Do you guys think that Jimmy G could be something no, good for you? He he could be something good with the, the Seahawks. He could be something good with the Browns. I feel like it's it's tougher for him to land in Seattle because to Dave's point about them tanking for this season, like they need a quarterback, and obviously the, this upcoming draft class is going to be very quarterback rich. So they really want to lock down. I feel like a top five pick, and I feel like Garoppolo could push them out of that space. I feel like they've got two guys that they like. Uh, Geno Smith, like you guys mentioned, he played you know pr- respectable. I'll say last year, I think he covered like three out of four games. You know, good teams win, great teams cover. Go see. Seahawks. Uh, I think he covered like three out of four games last year. They started. So, I mean, uh, obviously he's not a winner, but he's keeping games close enough, at least uh, where Vegas can't predict it. Right. So um, I feel like they're going to be set at quarterback. I I feel like they're not going to make a move. I feel like the only reason to to do something like that is to maybe try to stick it to a division rival. I don't think really teams do that anymore if they even ever did. So I I don't know. I, I feel like it would be more likely that he would land in Cleveland because Cleveland is more of a win now team. They have a win now defense, win now offensive line, running game they're receiving talent maybe not may not be there right but i feel like if they get the news about uh watson and that domino falls for garoppolo after that i feel like he's going to be cleveland bound okay all right hey, dave what you what you think am i am i crazy here my fortune teller ball is is christening it's christening and it's just telling me jimmy g to seattle it, it, what, what are you thinking we haven't seen an inner quarterback trade since Donovan McNabb went to the went to the Redskins. Now the Commanders, um, if they were going to cut Jimmy G, they would have done the Redskins. They would have done it before June first. Um, they don't say they they would have saved twenty five million dollars if they cut him before mm-hmm. June first because he's only got 
um, let me see, a million and a half guarantee. Yeah, he's, but the cap number is, uh, he's got 1.4 million. Mm-hmm. Um, would have, you know, and the, the rest of it would have been, they could have wiped off $25.55 million if they cut him before June 1st. Mm-hmm. So because they didn't do that, the team's going to have to take a bunch of money or they're going to take a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, financially, it doesn't make sense for them to do it now. I know they probably couldn't have cut him because of the surgery, um, which kudos to the agent probably um, could have been a reason why they did the surgery, the timeline, the way they did. But I don't see him going to Seattle because of that. Um, Tampa Bay has been uh, rumored to be interested in him um, as a potential backup to Tom Brady. That news came out mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, I forget the source, but I think it was maybe Pro Football Talk. Um, I like it. I like it. I, I think going to Cleveland makes a lot of sense, but then you're looking at how much Cleveland has invested. In, <laughs> what can they give up even? You know, like, well, like, what, what, what kind of offer could they make that's Yeah, are they going to give away that Baker Mayfield pick? Because then that's fine. But if they're going to mm-hmm. give up you know, a second-round pick you know, in 2025 no, no, no. or four, whatever they have left, and then $30 million, they're going to have the biggest – like the craziest quarterback room you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. There's, Jimmy Garoppolo is a big piece that has to fall, and it's going to fall at some point. And it's going to be pretty decent for one of these struggling teams in fantasy moving forward if he's there because he's not, he's not terrible. He's not terrible, and he's been able to get make people fantasy relevant before. All right. Before we get paid, because I'm about to get us paid one more time, you know, I'm very good at doing this. I'm going to pose a question. I'm going to let them sit on it before we come back. Which other quarterback move has you most intrigued for fantasy? So we have Mariota, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Mr. Trubisky. Let y'all ponder that while I go ahead and, you know, do what I do and get us paid. And you know who's about to pay us? Trade coffee because, look, guys. This stuff is amazing. They send you a personalized bag of coffee. I don't even drink coffee. You guys know I am not a coffee drinker. I told you. I just don't do it. However, I took their quiz at drinktrade.com, and they they sent me a bag. And you know what? It was good. It was good. I liked it. You, you got me who don't even drink coffee, and I liked it. And I'm sitting here, and now I'm having a cup before I start my morning drive to work. And I never thought I'd be doing that. They have freshly roasted coffee beans from 60 of the 60 best craft roasters in the country. Small businesses who pay farmers prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Look, I'm starting being called a coffee snob. They're starting to call me a coffee snob. And I'm not. I, I'm not. But I like drink trade. Drink trade is really, really good. I do. It just, I don't know how they did it, but the personalized bag of coffee really touched to me. I don't go to Starbucks. I don't do any of that other stuff. Drink trade, 5 million bags of coffee to more than 7,500,000 7, positive reviews. Look, this is what I'm telling you right now. Drink trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. It's more than 40 f- cups of coffee for free. 40 cups of coffee for free. Just get started by taking their quiz. Like I told you, take the quiz, drinktrade.com slash SGP, and let Trade find a coffee that you'll love for $30 off. That's Trade Coffee at drinktrade.com slash SGP. Also, I talked to you about the best coffee. Now I'm going to talk to you about the best VPN because – 
I told you already, IP Vanish, I use it all the time. This is somebody who actually uses this stuff, guys. Customer testimonials coming to you live from me when I was deployed. I had to use it, and it was great. It hid my location. It hid my private details, my passwords, my communications, my browsing history, everything, all from the wrong hands. I could even hide what I'm streaming. What? Hide what I'm streaming. Unlimited devices without sacrificing speed, like your tablets, computers, phones, all of that. Even your fire stick to stop what you're hiding, what you're streaming. Like, come on. It's, it's great. It's great. So go to IP Vanish. They're giving an incredible 70% off to all of our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. Super easy. Just tap a button in your instantly protected IPVanish.com. So SGP and use promo code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com. So SGP. All right. Fellas, you had plenty of time to think about the questioning. Dave, let's start with you. Who has you most intrigued of this quarterback list that are now in new places? Yeah, I, I think uh, you know Matt Ryan is probably the low-hanging fruit here. Um, he's been fantasy viable in the past, very recent past, and he doesn't have a successor behind him that the other guys have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at, you know, Trubisky, you could, you know, maybe he plays the whole year and Pickett sits on the bench. But if you invest in Trubisky and Pickett walks out there in a week three, you're going to be concerned. They have Taylor Heineke over there. If Carson Wentz struggles, um, we don't know what they're going to do with him next year. So I think Ryan gives you some stability. He's got, you know, a good two year outlook. He's got a good offensive line, good head coach with a stable, you know, stable um, head coaching staff. Um, so I, I like Ryan. I think he's, a good value. Um, they didn't get him a second receiver. You know, they got Alec Pierce, um, but didn't get him another big name receiver. So Julio or Will Fuller ends up over there. That could be interesting. Um, or just next year, they get him a, a receiver next year. All right. All right. I, I just can't. It's the same story with the Colts, man. It's the same story. And, you know, Phillip, it just feels like after Andrew Luck, they just had a rotating door open and they haven't been able to find it and fill it yet. And so we'll see. I think that fantasy wise, you're right. Is he's been good. He's been good. And hopefully the old man still got another season in him and the curse of the Colts quarterback uniform. Cause obviously it's a curse at this point. There's it's definitely a curse at this point. So <laughs> hopefully the curse of the Colts quarterback uniform isn't, isn't going to, cause any issues for Matt Ryan this season. Jay Brony, what, who intrigues you of this list? So this is a completely personal take. I, I don't advise this in fantasy, but I am super pumped for Marcus Mariota. And yes! it's really just because yes! when Marcus Mariota was going to free agency before any action or traction had happened with him whatsoever, oh, he could go here, he could go here. I was like, this guy's starting week one next season. Because yes. I just look around the league and I see what else is available. And you see like the situation right now in Cleveland and the situation in Seattle that we we just finished discussing. Like that's why there's a market for Garoppolo because there are just a few teams that have literally nobody at the position. Potentially. Obviously, we have to see what the domino that falls with Deshaun Watson, but <clears throat> 
I'm really pumped about Marcus Mariota uh, reuniting with Arthur Smith. We've seen Arthur Smith uh, revive the career of Ryan Tannehill in the past few years. We, he's been fantasy relevant. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm saying, like, hey, guys, you have to go out. You have to get yourself a, a share of Marcus Mariota. Um, in Dynasty, he was a, just a random quarterback that I picked up at the end of the year off the waivers. And now I got myself another stashed start, starting quarterback on my bench. Uh, to Dave's point, hey, Desmond Ritter, he might catch up some point in this year. Marcus Mariota may play bad enough to be like, hey, man, like we're, we're giving the kid a look. This isn't right. This, is, this isn't working out. Uh, but I liked his options. You know, They drafted Drake London. Obviously, everyone's high on Kyle Pitts, um, one of the better rookie seasons we've seen at the tight end for a very long time. Uh, there's obviously just a lot of question marks on the roster, right? Like, what are they going to do with the running back position? Cordell Patterson, Dame Williams, they drafted uh, Tyler uh, Algier. Uh, you have some roster clogs there. You know, Anthony Ferkser, he's also familiar with Arthur Smith. He's coming over from Tennessee. Brian Edwards, not ideal. Olamide Zacchaeus, Auden Tate, Demir Bird, like, eh. Like, not not great, but hey, you know, maybe some magic could pop off here in ATL. Just as, from a fan perspective. Again, I'm not saying, like, go out there and get every single share of Mariota, but... I'm excited. It should be fun down there. Look, that 100%. 100, that was my pick, by the way, if anybody didn't realize by the <laughs> constant yeses that I was giving during Jay Bernie's take. That, he was my right. pick. Look, I'm down on Wentz. We just, I, I've given up on Wentz at this point. Honestly, I can't even tell you that Wentz is going to finish the season for them, or he might not even start the season as quarterback for them, to be honest. I don't know. But, and Mitch Trubisky, well, I'm just higher on Kenny Pickett than. Everybody else, apparently. So <laughs> I think Kenny Pickett is going to have the job rather early. So I'm just not into Trubisky. But here with Marcus Mariota, because people forget. And I've, I've deemed myself as the person that has to always remind people because people constantly forget. And I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back in time. I'm going to rerun. All right, bring it back to 2020. And I'm going to tell you a story about a man who was dominating his fantasy league all year, all year, undefeated at this point by as well, dominating the fantasy league. Nobody could touch him. He had Derek Carr as his quarterback. He went into the first round of the playoffs, number one seed, ready to kill everybody, still hadn't lost a game all year. And then Derek Carr gets hurt. And Marcus Mariota comes in as the backup quarterback. And he goes 17 for 28, 60% completion percentage, 226 yards on the air, nine attempts, 88 yards on the ground, and a touchdown on the ground, a touchdown in the air, one interception, and finishes with 26.8 fantasy points. Now, if he, this guy, hypothetical guy, by the way, don't know who this is at all, but if he got that production, he would have won that week and ultimately won his fantasy league. However, he got burned by Derek Carr, but he turned his eyes on to Marcus Mariota. And he said if there was ever a chance that Marcus Mariota was a starting quarterback again, he would buy into Marcus Mariota because that is a man who said that I was a top draft pick. I have been waiting for another shot in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. This can be all heart. This can be an all heart rant that you're hearing from me right now. Marcus Mariota is going to be this good this year. And the fact that he is quarterback 31 right now is ridiculous. Consensus quarterback 31. No, no, that is wrong. That is foul. Absolutely not. No, I you got to have a share. 
even if it's like a flyer, if you're somebody like me that doesn't want to reach for quarterbacks and you're fine streaming, stream him, put him in, mix and match, or maybe he hold him for a week or two and drop him if it doesn't work out. But Marcus Mariota just feels like it's a it's a low risk, high reward here. I, I, 26.8 fantasy points. Come on, guys. 26.8 fantasy points that week. Maybe I'm buying in one week. Maybe I'm buying in one week too much. But that's if I can get something close, not even saying that I'm gonna get that level of production. I don't I know mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get, but if I can get something close here or there, he was completely worth it. Specifically in that game, he he passed the eye test for me. And I and I've cited that game a few times. That's why I signaled down to the ground because he, he played so well in the run yeah. game. And my prediction was mostly based off of that tape, because that's the like the most tape you're gonna we, get out of him for the past three seen seasons. Him in years. Right, exactly. I thought he would perfectly fit in Carolina. I was like, they yeah. can run the RPO. They run a ton of play action. This is going to be great. And that was like my grandstanding take is like week one, Carolina starter. He's, he's, it's going to be great, right? Obviously, it went a little bit different direction. But, man, I mean, given the circumstance, I don't know. I mean, is Marcus Mariota that far behind Baker Mayfield? I guess we'll find out this season, right? But, yeah, uh, yeah very excited for him. I really wish Calvin really would have been there because that would have been even cooler. Um, I've always been a Mariota guy. I liked him in Tennessee. Um, obviously didn't take off, had some issues, especially injury wise. So man, if he was able to, uh, really establish him, reestablish himself this season and come back even the year after and have another weapon in like a Calvin Ridley with Drake and Pitts, woo, that'd be exciting. I'd also be just as excited to see Desmond Ritter with that offense too. So can't really hate on the options I got there. All right. Well, I mean, we, we just had to talk. Dave, do you have anything else to add to Marcus Mariota before we get up out of here? No, I mean, the, the rushing upside is definitely intriguing when you're looking at options that, you know, that cheap. Um, you know, if he's able to hang on for half a season, maybe he's a good bridge if you got Watson. Yeah, um, yeah there you go. Yeah. You know, something like that where – um, you're, you're, you're most likely not going to get a full season out of Mariota. Uh, the team does not look like they're, they're going to be very good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do want to see what they got in Ritter, you know, going into the 2023 draft, you'll probably see, and I don't know when their bye week is or anything like that. I think they got a real late bye week thing like week 14. Yeah. Their, their schedule to start is not ideal. So I, I definitely, uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Yeah. So the, I, I think, you know, that, that's that's how I'm looking at it. Um, Mariota has obviously been, you know, inconsistent in his fantasy production, but he's not going to. You're not paying for him to be your starter. He's going to be your QB right. two or three. So I'm mm-hmm. fine with it. Yeah, in a lot of situations, I have him as like the the fourth guy, and I think even in one league, I have him like six the quarterbacks, and he's like fifth or sixth. You know, cut it one way or the other. So and, and those are the situations you want him. I'll do one plug for Trubisky because no one picked him. I like. Pickett, he's the first round pick, and and mm-hmm. can go out there. But the Steelers seem like a franchise that would sit their their first round pick for a year, right? And and Trubisky, you know he he has been fantasy viable before. He's mm-hmm. you know we'll use the Joe Burrow term, sneaky athletic, um, but he's got a good situation over there with Najee Harris, with Claypool, with Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, mm-hmm. like Trubisky. Could if he plays all sixteen games, he's a solid QB two every single week. And and yeah, you you might have some boom games, some bust games, but that offense is is solid. I trust Mike Tomlin, and mm-hmm. uh, I think Trubisky is is someone that's getting undervalued. Yeah, no, I'm still like, I get on with that. All right, guys, do you have anything else you want to add, Jay Brown? Anything you want to plug before we get up out of here? 
uh, follow the uh, SGPN uh, Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. All right. All right. Dice Dorts. Dave, anything else you want to add before we get up out of here? Nope. Just want to say the same thing. Just follow SG- SGPN Fantasy. Make sure you get um, all the content, some great content we just put out. Um, I had two articles this week. I think uh, – there was two other, I mean, three other articles for Dynasty. I mean, we're putting out a lot of content, so make sure you guys yeah. check it out. Yes, yes, definitely make sure you check it out. Great reads all around. And everyone, make sure you tap into the SGPN Discord. Yes, the SGPN mm-hmm. Discord. SG.pn slash Discord. That gets you into our Discord. You'll be able to join the Fantasy Talk. You can join NBA Talk. You can join NFL Talk. You can join Fantasy. You can join WNBA. You can Talk to whatever, wherever. Just hop in. Join the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Make sure you download the app, sg.pn slash app, and you tap in there. Leave a review for the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast as well. Make sure you do that. Five-star review. Even Hey, you can drop a one-star review. I'm not I'm not afraid of one-star reviews. You can drop one-star reviews if you want to do that. Go ahead and do that. I'm, I'm straight with it. But prefer five stars of course like yeah we would love five stars definitely so if you you know and maybe you could do a five star one after you drop your one star one just to kind of balance it out so you know it's all cool but hey whatever you want to do so all right uh anything else but yeah yeah real quick we we did have two i mean we had at least two shows this week but we had marcus grant from nfl network on the show this week and so we 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 did breakout running backs as well as some rookie um previews so I, that was a really, really good episode. And anytime you get to hear, um, you know, Marcus's thoughts on things, you want to listen. So uh, give us a, you know, give us a follow and check out that episode. And then the next episode coming out is going to be a mock draft episode that we recorded last night. Yep. All right. It's going to be great, man. Make sure y'all subscribe. And a lot of people listening don't subscribe. Make sure you subscribe, guys. Definitely subscribe to us. Other than that, you guys know it's me. And, you know, I don't normally have this figured out. And I don't have it figured out today. So I still... After all this time, I have no idea how I'm going to end this podcast. So I'm just going to end it like this. We're out.